Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Keith McGrath from Fitness Principles out of Boston, Massachusetts. What's going on, Keith? Welcome to the show. Hey, Alex. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well, man. How's your day going? How you been doing today? Terrific. Terrific. Great day. Getting ready to wrap up. It's almost done. So There you go. There you go. And I appreciate you giving some of that time out of your, you know, that busy gym owner life to be here with us. Um, Now, before we dive into, you know, the nitty gritty of more what you have going on with your facility, um, why don't you give us a little rundown of what made you get started in the fitness industry in the first place? Sure. Um, I'm in business 30 plus years. And back then, there weren't there many personal trainers around, actually. So um, I had a, a teammate of mine in college, University of Tampa, that uh, was always a, a forward-thinking gentleman. And we were um, played baseball. We all thought we were going to be professional baseball players. And then you start thinking one day, what if it doesn't work out? <laughs> so I went to him, and I was like, Scott, what are you going to do? And he said, I'm going to be a, a strength coach or a personal trainer. And I, I'm like, what the hell is that, right? I was like, you can't do that. So Scott went off to New York, and he was a uh, uh, the GM of probably the most famous personal training facility in New York called Plus One. And I went to visit him and, and see a lot of his clients, which were a-list clientele in New York. Uh, the energy in there was incredible. There was a guy, a gentleman named uh, Chris Mead, who I think every personal trainer in America owes a, a, a great honor to. They never heard of his name. He's just an incredible, who really made the boutique experience take off uh, for all of us. And another gentleman, Mike Mata, they were partners back with Plus One back in the 80s. So Scott went off to New York, made things happen. I went to visit him and another trainer called Radu in New York and then the Sports Training Institute in New York, probably the first premier personal training experiences in, in the, uh, the country. So when I got to watch that happening, I said, wow, you know, this is interesting. I was selling insurance at the time, not loving it, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm like, man, why don't I try this? So I went into a gym and just started working out. And uh, my friend kept recruiting me to New York. And I just wasn't convinced you could make a living at it, you know? And uh, then I just fell in love. And, you know, when you love something, you don't care about the money. And then I was blessed at that time to meet a guy named Mike Boyle. And once I met Mike, everything just changed. And I said, this is what I'm doing. So that's how I get into it. There you go. That's awesome. So you've had a passion for fitness for a while now. And I yeah. think that's a story for a lot of people who get into the fitness industry is starting as an athlete, playing sports, thinking you're going to go pro. And then, you know, it kind of, you get to a point where you, where you realize like, Hey, I might have to go a di- different direction from here. And uh, so you're kind of at a standstill of like, you know, what should I do? Uh, so that's awesome that you were able to, you know, take your past experience as an athlete and put it into fitness and start your own business. Um, now that leads me to, you know, the perfect time to, to talk a little bit about fin- fitness principles. Um, why don't you give us a little elevator pitch of, you know, what, who you guys are and the services that you offer? Sure. So uh, we established ourselves with the idea of uh, quality training in an exclusive environment. So what we do is focus on the individual to come in. We think every individual. So we have pro athletes and people who have never done anything in their life uh, physically to everything in between. And we just feel like everybody has a gift 
and everybody has a purpose. And what we're trying to do is help you get to whatever your gifted purpose is to create a greater good in the society. So that's what we set up to do. And as I mentioned, Mike, we do a lot of uh, whole body functional training, but it's more than that. We, we just work on everybody from, you know, the minute they walk in the door, we call our space an affirmatorium. They walk in, it's up. We got to make them not get hurt and also make sure they leave feeling better mentally, spiritually, physically than when they walked in. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. Now, a question I do like to ask, just because I think it's a good way um, for you to reflect on your past 30 years of being a gym owner. Um, what was easier than you thought uh, when starting your business? And what was something that was more in a, more unexpected or more difficult when it came to starting your facility? That's a great question. I don't think anything, everything was harder than I thought. I, I'll say that, right? So I, I opened up and uh, I had started off in a in a uh, large chain working on the road like a road warrior working different places and i said you know i kept saving my money to open my own space once i opened my own space i figured that's it can't stop me well i had 12 commitments come to me and then they had to come into the city with kind of a reverse commute um, no parking on the campus of boston university and one by one i lost the 12 clients so the hard thing was I was staring at myself looking at these walls with no clients. So I had to decide very quickly, am I in this or out? And I think the 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 hard part was that, you know, you have to tamper your 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 enthusiasm, realize what's the exit strategy if it doesn't work. And for me, there was no exit strategy. So it had to work. And right. uh, that, that's kind of the, the the gist of everything there. Yeah, no, for me, for a lot of people, me included, I think that's, uh, you know, when you perform the best is when your back's up against the wall, when you have no other options, when you know that, hey, this is the only choice, this is the only route that I have right now, so I have to make this work. Um, yeah. So that's great that, that you saw that and were able to make it happen. Um, I'm, so sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, to a very funny story in that one day I'm sitting there by myself, I used to sell, and I'm like, I have no clients. So I put on a suit and I went down to Boston University to the physical therapy department. I had no okay. business being there, none. I had like Mike talking to me to give me some confidence about, you know, like, oh, I know what I'm talking about. I didn't. And I went in and I said, hey, I'd like to talk to your physical therapy. And then the, the woman said, yeah, come in. And next day, no, she shut down the clinic and I'm on with all these physical therapists. And I'm talking about stuff now. Back in those days, Mike was a heretic, you know, as far as yeah. dynamic warm up, all this. And I'm talking about functional training and one legged, all this stuff. And I was getting grilled. And I'm like, I'm like, why did I do this? Keith, what is wrong with you? But it turned <laughs> out from that conversation that I ended up with the chief of orthopedic surgery from Boston University and it launched my career. And just from having being naive, you know, a little, little dumb doesn't help, but also just like you said, back against the wall, but also a belief in yourself that, you know, right. I was in and, and it was like, I was going to do whatever I had to do, even though I was so uncomfortable doing this, I did it. It took a little bit of guts, I'll say, yeah. but it, it paid the way. So yeah, willingness to take the risk too. I hear like a lot of people talk about luck or, you know, <clears throat> you're, he's lucky. You're just lucky. You get lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like luck only comes to those who like stick their neck out there who try to get it. It's like, of course, if you're not making the right moves or taking risks in life, you're going to be unlucky. Nothing's going to come your way. But the minute you start to get out there, take the risk, you know, put your name out there. That's when you find that luck. That's when, you know, the good things start happening to you. Um, exactly. And the universe loves movement. As long as you keep it right. moving, things will come. If you sit still, you're going to get trampled. That's it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, great. So you are offering 
you know, pretty much private training fully ta tailored for your clients, which I love that because a lot of people are starting to switch to want more higher levels of service, want things like private training, nutrition and accountability. Um, that leads me to my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now in your facility? Yeah, totally. We probably have around uh, 90, 95. So I have 28 myself that I see and we have two other trainers in here. We just added another gentleman to take over the ones we can't fit in the schedule. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So you're sitting at about 95 members. Um, I do always like to ask, is 95 members somewhere where you guys want to stop at or are you wanting to hit the gas and see some new faces come in? As I mentioned, we're moving. So for the next year, we're going to stay where we're at right now because we're all kind of at capacity. Uh, that's why we brought on the other gentleman. And then when we make our decision about where we're going to be, what the footprint is going to be, then we'll sit down and say, okay, where are we heading? Now, business is about growth. You always want to grow. Yeah. But the challenge is you got to know who you are and um, what it is you want to accomplish. Because you can be uh, like the big guys, again, the, you know, the McDonald's mentality, or do you want to be that restaurant owner that provides premier atmosphere, mm -hmm. food, wine, drink, and conversation? And you might not be Emerald. But you might have a phenomenal restaurant that people just know that that's the place to go for excellence. So you right. have to decide what that is, right? Right. And there is such thing as growing too fast, too. So, you know, having a game plan and make sure everything's stable, um, you know, is always important as well. Um, but awesome. So so since you guys do want to see new faces eventually, eventually you're going to have to make that game plan once you move to your new facility. Um, what do you do, you know, currently to aid your growth process, you know, as a gym owner? Yeah, we've always been uh, tried and true. I have anyway, I believe in working deep. So taking a client and work that client really deep. And I feel like people like to be around and socialize with people that they, they know, right? Their worlds tend to be three to five mile concentric yeah. circle about so forth. So what we do is when a client comes in, I just work that client deep. I, I let them get to know me and know who I am, the quality of my experience, training them and their experience working with me. And then I say, do you enjoy this? We've done this. Wouldn't you like to share this with someone that you know or love? And I need three to five names from you and I can call them or you can call them, but I would appreciate that because I'm trying to grow my business. You see what I provide here. Wouldn't it be good to have people that you like being around to work. We've had great success of 30 years in the business and that's been the primary vehicle for growth for us. Right. Referrals are so important, especially, you know, when you first start or that baseline, you know, I, I look at it kind of like building a house and that first layer is really, um, you know, the value that you give, the product that you give um, to your members and adding on that second layer is, is those referrals that, that come in based off you know, the value that you give and, and the product that you're offering. Um, so it's always important to have that community, you know, and really strive so that you could get those referrals and, and build like a sturdy base uh, of your home, of your business. Um, awesome, awesome. Are you able to track, you know, your numbers with referrals? Are you able to track the amount of referrals you get per month? Yeah, I wouldn't say per month, but we know per client. So we also have a, uh, a gift card thing that it's, it looks like a, uh, I have one, like a, uh, right here. looks like an ATM card or something like this, right? And it's, it's for a free session. And what okay. we do is we have numbers, so we assign them to clients. So when they refer, they get a, a, a card. We also give a card to the client for coming in. So that way we know what number is reflected in each client. 
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So you have a pretty cool referral program. It sounds like it's set up well. That's like one of the one things that I would say, though, that's hard with referrals. Um, you know, although maybe for the first of the year you were able to get 10 new members in based off referrals, it's really hard to track those numbers and predict that, you know, you could consistently get 10 members in, in, you know, February, March, April, May. Um, so okay. that's one of those things where offsets, it makes it a little bit difficult um, with doing referrals. Have you ever tried anything like paid advertising or Facebook ads, Instagram ads? Yeah, I, I've never done paid advertising. We just started with the uh, Instagram, I'll call it the Instagram world. <laughs> I don't know, but Instagram and Facebook. I have someone else that's doing that, so it's not me. Um, and I have to make that clear because people reach out to me and I, I don't know, I have no idea what's going on, right? So I'm the caveman with fire. I'm like, oh, the internet, right? But yeah. it's we're doing it because they're tools. Everything has to be done. You have to see what others are doing out there. And we do a little bit of that. Um, and so Instagram and Facebook we're doing presently, yes. Yeah, yeah, they are tools. That's a very good way to look at it. And, and you know, it's true. I mean, it, it kind of sucks and it gets annoying to say that that as a business in any industry, you know, having a social media presence is something that's, you know, almost necessary these days. Because, you know, like the truth is, especially not even young people now, even, you know, people in, you know, up to 30s, 40s, 50s, if you can't find them on Google, on Yelp, um, you know, on Instagram, uh, it makes it hard for them to to want to come to your facility in general. Um, so that's great that you're working on that as well. Um, what, what's hold you back from trying any type of paid advertising like Facebook ads or Instagram ads? Is it just like, you know, the learning curve? Yeah, a little bit of that. Also, I, you know, it's uh, for the longest time I was on my own. So for 21 years, it was just me. And I, I, I really couldn't handle another person. So it made no sense to me uh, to, to do advertising my old place there was no sign my clients used to jokingly call it the fight club because it was just like i was above a tattoo parlor above a pizza parlor you know and they had to go up the stairs to get there but not twice again, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know i i just it was out of necessity that I, I couldn't handle anymore i had a waiting list i was doing 10 people 12 people a day and um that it, it was it. I was, all I could do is just keep up with my clients. And then, you know, you have to start about leveraging. I'm getting older and okay, what are you going to do? And right. so when you start leveraging, now you have to start thinking about, okay, what are the vehicles that other people are doing to promote uh, growth? So, yeah. Now, now, is that a goal of yours? I know for the first 21 years, like you said, you were the only trainer and you've added a couple trainers on now up to this point. Um, is it a goal of yours to, you know, turn the training towards people that you hired and for you to to maybe get some free time or take a step back from, you know, the actual day-to-day -day business at your gym? Yeah, absolutely. I just became a grandfather this year and, and my yeah. daughter's in Fairbanks down in Florida. So I want to try to, yeah, leverage my time so that I can maybe take um, maybe, uh, you know, a week off, go down to Florida or something like that in the winter. So, yeah. 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 That's important. I think that's, you know, the goal of most business owners, right. Is to eventually get to the point where you have a level of freedom, um, you know, to do what you want and, you know, essentially be free. Um, so, yeah, that's great to hear as well. How many clients could you hypothetically handle at your facility? Well, we, it, I mean, we have 2,500 square feet. And if you go on the, we're based on the kind of the, uh, I don't know, Charles Knoll, I don't know if you know, he, he did a, a thing on, um, I think it was NSCA in the 80s. But basically, and Boyles used it, by having each of your facilities 
each client takes up about 100 square foot. And you have these strength columns or, or pads, right? And uh, basically, you can have 25 athletes operating at once. So ideally, you could have a multitude of people. What we do, the boutique style, it's not going to be feasible. That's not how it works. Right. But we could probably have in here, we've had as many as 12 people going at once. Okay. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know we want to do that again because, again, that – for us, we have clients that are paying a premium for an experience and exclusivity. So we started going that direction. I don't know that's a direction that we want to pursue, but it's something that you can. I mean, most places I would say, hey, you're paying rent seven days a week, have the place jammed to the gills yeah. seven days a week and uh, get the money, and get, you know, get out of there. But that's, it's just not what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And does re referrals that works well for you um, throughout the year? Do you ever have any like dry spouts or times when, you know, it's harder, more difficult to get clients? For us, no, but you know, we all went through the, the stuff in COVID where people weren't coming yeah. in. So one of the best things that ever happened to us, and I'll give the Cosgroves credit for this and also Thomas Plummer in that we went on a monthly program because before that people were like the old school way, tens and twenties uh, for sessions they were paying and having monthly uh, people pay monthly. And I was very lucky in that client just kept paying the, the entire time. So mm -hmm. uh, and that's relationship building there, right? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. We wouldn't have made it without them. And so we, you have to look at, you know, yeah. How can you do things better constantly? And the referrals can dry up, but you have to be in tune and be, you know, like everything's mathematics. You look, I sit down every Saturday, go through my numbers, how many people were scheduled, how many came in, who hasn't been coming, find out why, and then say, okay, this person hasn't referred anybody, or uh, maybe this person who does refer a lot of people, maybe I can lean on them. You know, you always have your superstars, people yeah. who really get into, you know, who they are, and, and you ride them as long as you can. Right, right. And that's a benefit of, you know, paid advertising. I talked to a lot of gym owners and once you figure out that marketing angle, um, you know, the type of client you're looking for, the type of facility that you want to be and the type of people you want to attract, it's really easy to, to turn that faucet on and, uh, you know, find that marketing angle and get clients coming in on a consistent basis. I mean, I just talked to someone, um, probably last week, I think last Monday, um, when, they when COVID happened for them, they lost a ton of clients as well. And that's pretty much what saved them was running Instagram ads and Facebook ads and learning their angle, uh, learning how to get high ticket clients from them. And, you know, having the ability of, of not only getting more clients, but being able to track it, right. So I think they were saying they're getting about 15 new members a month from, uh, you know, just paid advertising. Um, so you could even just turn those ads on or off. So she was telling me how, you know, so they dried up a little bit during the winter. She just flipped that button back on. And next thing you know, by the next month, all of her classes were filled again. Um, so that's like, you know, the benefit of, of using it like a tool, like you said. Um, well, awesome. So, yeah. Go for it. No, everything's opportunity. And you have to look at, you know, whatever's presented to you and say, you know, okay, this sucks, whatever, but what's yeah. the benefit of it? What's it? And I think for all, a lot of us, for me, it got me interested in the internet, right? It was right. like, okay, right. you know, what, what can I do? Um, I, I had a person that they had a local um, Afroflow yoga business, it was called, okay. they were working, you know, primarily here. And they were hoping for five people or 10 people to, to do, they end up with, it's 500,000 people following their, their Afro flow. They're international now, which is, you know, they're 
our best friends. So these are people That's I saw true. daily, you know, looking at them to see, wow, the power of the internet. Exactly. Um, and you have to ask yourself, you know, it's, that's good for them volume right for us volume is not a good thing where we're saying we can't take you we can't take you so you have to look at it again who you are be true to who you are exactly. and know your business i mean and know your clients uh, but you also have to be constantly marketing and constantly because things happen people move promotions happen whatever and you have to fill the gaps you know we try to have it so that we never have a hiccup if someone leaves uh, i put someone else into the gap you know that's it there you go. That's super important as well. So what's kind of your sales process after you get an interested lead? I know a lot of your clients come based off referrals. What's your process from turning, turning them into, you know, someone who's just interested in your facility and making them into a paid member? Yeah, this has been interesting because this is a new process for us. And as I said, we had hired Pat Rigsby, who was an established system and he calls it onboarding. So we had, um, uh, some Instagram ads, Facebook ads, and uh, it hasn't been a thrust that, you know, for, for us, but we know consistency. So we do it every day, uh, but it hasn't been that great for me personally. Great but when people come in, what we do is the same we do for everybody. We, we get them, they have to come into the facility and look at the facility. They come under no obligation. They come in, they meet us. We go through either a, a discussion like we're having mm -hmm. or if they're adventurous we say look you come under no obligation we put you to a little bit of an evaluation show you some movement screens and then we can tell you you know what we picked up then we listen to what you are looking to accomplish and do you like what you see do you like what you hear would you like to put something into action now do you allow um you know your interested leads to do any type of free classes that's something that i've noticed is really popular um, yeah, everybody whether it's a smart thing to do, I don't know. To I've seen people who will give someone like a week of free classes. Um, is that something that you guys do as well? Yeah, we don't do a week, but we the, the first session is on us. And if okay. they're not sure if they want to do, sure. Right. I, I'm not afraid of you know giving something to get something. And yeah. I know some you know you'll have on both sides of the, the argument. Some people say, hey, your time's all you have. You don't give it away. And you know I'm, I'm so well into the game, 30 years that I really don't have to prove myself to anybody. But I, I want people to feel that, like, I want you to just experience the place under no pressure, because there's nothing worse than to have people come in, they're already insecure, they don't know what's going on, and then they feel like they're being closed, like, oh, how about signing up now for 20 cents, you know, it's like, no. So I want them to basically feel like if they leave here, it, it hurts them to leave here, is the way I want it to be, right? So I want to give them the best experience. Also, they'll see other clients having fun, they'll see someone like themselves, and they're like, wow, okay, I think I like it in there. So that's basically this place sells itself and the energy we call our place an affirmatorium. When people walk through the door, everything I mentioned this is it's everything is up and we use up language and we just think, okay, people have to feel better when they leave. And exactly. what do we do? And I think as soon as you walk in, the colors we chose, everything is for a purpose. And when they walk into the door, that it's a positive environment. Okay. Okay. And who does the selling and the the consulting currently with you know the, your interested leads? Is that something that you take part in, do you hand that off to like a sales associate? Well, I I do all the selling when people walk in the door. Then what I've been doing is responding to the few people that who send stuff in through our Facebook or they'll send an email, which is my email, and ask for, you know, a gentleman just said he had something about 
lower body issues. So okay. I need vitamin. Um, so I'm basically doing that. Uh, one of the things that um, I know larger places do, they have a wholesale staff, right? Right. Um, but, um, you know, again, we're boutique, so it's me. If it happens to be a lead that the other trainer, as I said, the other two guys that are here full time, um, I'm perfectly comfortable. We've been with each other for a while now, about six years. And one of them has been my friend for over 20 years. Um, so I'm very comfortable with them doing the, the closing or the selling, whatever you want to call it as well. Yeah. Do you like, uh, you know, being hands-on in that process and, you know, the sales, the closing of getting new members, or is that something that, you know, you eventually want to get staff for and hand off to them? I, I love it. And again, I, I take this as, this business is me, right? So I, I want to be there, but one of the things I'm learning is to, is to, um, Back, I don't know, back off. So yeah, just just kind yeah. of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let up a little bit. That's important. That's a skill in its own, right? To be exactly. able to look at everything that you do, focus on maybe the things that push the needle forward the most for yourself, and then hand those things off to you know other people. Like you said, the marketing, the social media. Although it's important, you know that's something that maybe doesn't push the needle forward for you, and not the best way to use your time. So that's when you're okay. Let's pass this along to someone else. So that's 100%. you know 100%. great that that's great that you focus on you know, the things that matter to you. Um, so, so do you guys, you solely offer PT? So when someone comes in, is that pretty much the only option they have for a package, just a month to month PT um, membership? Well, yes, but we have a lot of enhancements that come with that. So every six weeks, we have a gentleman comes up from New Jersey, does body analytics, and we have, uh, you know, it's been offered to outside clients. Now we have some ex-NFL guys coming in here, uh, NHL guys come in to get their body scans, and then we can sit with them and say, you know, nutritionally, we have a nutritionist that those any aspect they want. So nutrition, uh, if we pick up some things that are funky in their readouts, also we can do some movement screening on them and so forth to pick up on that. Um, so that has been a big boon to our business. It's marketing without trying because we offer it with just our clients exclusively, but the, the scan takes about 30 minutes. That's uh, in body. You know, he comes up from New Jersey, loads up in our, in our um, body work room. And uh, we started off with six people. Now he's booked three days when he comes up. So it's just, you know, he does about you know, 12 a day. So again, that's another marketing thing. We also have, through my connections at Boston University, a physical therapist that ran their PT program. And BU's been great to me. Uh, a lot of my I, big uh, BU DNA runs through here. But through my relationship with Dan McGovern, he's now with the BC football team. He will come meet clients here. Um, that have some issues. Now, the benefit of this is that it's boutique so that he can come in, they can book an appointment with him and he can see them here directly and talk about a multitude of things rather than, you know, with insurance these days, you can only talk about one thing at a time, right? Yeah. So we're able to offer a lot of things again because people are paying a premium here. They understand that we have these offshoots, but they're going to pay for it. And I think it's, again, enhances the experience here and why, again, it hurts for people to leave here because everything is here that they need. And also right. the, the connections, having done this 30 years, my other guy, 20 something years, uh, the other guys, 20 years, we have so many tentacles and, and outreaches to so many different things that whatever people are going through, we can find help for them. Now, are you able to get like a affiliate fee for, you know, passing, you know, let's see, referring your clients to someone like that nutritionist that you were speaking on? Um, are you able to, it's a good idea. We haven't done that. No, we haven't monetized that at all. We've just been okay. looking at it as like an enhancement to our, our right. services here, what we offer, and that people pay what they what they um, 
they do. I, I get $30 from anybody comes in the space here to use our space there where I get $30 uh, an hour from. So, okay. Awesome. So, so for your monthly, you know, membership that you're, um, clients are paying for for PT. Uh, what does that look like? Are they coming in multiple times a week? Do they have a certain amount of times that they could come in? If it's something, so Dan will do the screening on them. And if it's something that it requires PT, he'll make the decision because he's, he's affiliated with a hospital uh, locally. So if it's something that really needs to be addressed, that's like I say an acute problem, they're going to the, to the PT uh, clinic in the hospital. If okay. it's something that he can do here, Dan and I have known each other for 30 years. He'll take him through a few sessions and then give me the, the, the uh, prescription say, okay, this is what we need to work on. Check back with me in two weeks, three weeks. And then we'll do a weekly, whenever I see a client, we'll catch up with each other over the weekend and just say, okay, this is what we did. And then, uh, so. Super cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, you know, what you guys are offering based off even the premium price, but you guys are offering, you know, a lot to your members. Um, now, if you could wave kind of like a magic wand, essentially, and have your business be in the exact position that you want it, um, what would that look like to you? Yeah, this is a new thing. So I mentioned my grandson. So I'm, I'm looking at it as doing more with less of me, right? So having me, uh, my, my personality, what I've built, which I, I think the, the team we have is the best there is on the planet, in my opinion. Um, but to be able to step back and that's where it is now. At first, when I was bringing other trainers in, my clients were kind of like, ah. and at one point I was working with a, a, a fighter that, um, he became world champion two times, but we would leave for training camp three months at a time. Yeah. And initially I had to shut my business down for three months. So twice a year we fought that's six months of the year. I was out of business. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I'd have to get everybody back and set back up. So then I started bringing other people in and, you know, it, it, a lot of it had to do with me, but we had to get uh, to a place of comfort. And then I moved on, stayed to myself again, and started building this business. And now when I'm introducing our team, as I said, people are seeing these people already here. They're getting to know them. A lot of the clients, even the guys from the outside, again, they swim in the same circle, so they know each other. So there's a comfort level here now that if you walked in, it wouldn't matter. I know the Cosgroves are big on this. You don't get to say, I'm going to have that trainer. You have the experience because they believe in their system, their program. Yeah. So we've developed what I'm going to call a system so that it's less of me and that people can walk in and have the same experience and not miss me. <laughs> yeah, no, good for you. Good for you. We, we spoke on that too. I think that's, you know, every business owner's dream is to, you know, get that level of freedom and get to a point where it, it could run not only efficiently, but profitably without you there. Um, so what would you say right now is the biggest bottleneck that's holding you from that point to the point where you could kind of let go and, and let your business run smoothly on its own? You know, every self-employed person, they are the problem. <laughs> and it's like, you can look around, but it's you, right? So yeah. it's me. Yeah, I'm the bottleneck. <laughs> it's like, you know, you have to learn to let go, which I don't do well. Right. And uh, you have to you know, set your ego aside and say, you know, people are happy without you, fine without you, and uh, that you you know, not as neat as you think you're, you know, so that's it. But when you love something, it's hard to let go. It, it, it's it, so. Yeah, yeah, no. And, and honestly, that's like really introspective of you to, to look at it and just be like, it's me, it's me. Because a lot of people, they'll blame it on 
you know, oh, I can't get enough clients. My members are leaving. But in all reality, it's it's really you. The ball's always in your court, right? I um, blame the trainer saying, oh, the trainer's not good. It's not the trainer. It's yeah. Not, you, right? It's yeah. always you. The answer is you always. So, yeah. so how do you think correcting that would kind of change your business and life? Like, you know, making the right moves to put yourself in the position to have more freedom. Yeah, I, I think, you know, things get thrust upon you. And I, I have a friend of mine, very successful, college roommate, very successful in New York, and a little bit like me, more of a maniac than I am. And uh, he, during COVID, took a break down to Florida. And he's Mr. This guy's Mr. Energy, Mr. Crazy, right? It has to be. Yeah. He is the company. I went to visit him my last time down there, and he was like, Keith, this is the greatest thing, because I would never would have let go. But once I get some distance, you know, I can still Zoom but there's distance so i have to trust people to make decisions and i tell right. them figure the shit out you know you figure it out and then you know he goes up and makes his point appearances and stuff but his appearances are getting less and less because now he's learned that he can let go and yeah. i think this florida thing is going to be it for me where you know i have no choice i want to see my grandson i need something bigger than myself my grandson's bigger than myself so mm -hmm. i need to do something to get myself to be with my grandson what's that going to take that's going to take me letting go and let people do their thing yeah yeah definitely that's a good perspective to have i just had a daughter too how old's your grandson seven months your daughter seven. yeah i have a daughter 16 months oh so, congratulations uh, yeah. nothing better than a daughter i'm telling you nothing better congratulations I know. yeah for sure she, <laughs> yeah she, <laughs> i see that already she's super attached to me so so it's super cool to see um awesome yeah so i wanted to talk a little bit more just about you know the different services that you offer um you know, I know it's important just to offer different levels of services as a gym owner that you could kind of ascend your clients to, right? Um, like you said, you offer a premium service and it's um, important. These people who go to, you know, boutique style gyms that are more premium. Um, they're always buying stuff outside of the facility, right? Things like supplements, apparel, nutrition and accountability. Um, so if you could offer things like that at your gym, it makes it all that much better for you. Um, all that much more room for you to make profit, make revenue. Um, do you offer any different levels of service that you could, you know, turn your clients to? We could. I, I you know, throughout the years, we've tried a bunch of stuff. I, I tried uh, supplements with Advocator. I, I tried having them in here. Uh, and everything, you know, I feel like you should do one thing well. And that was, I was getting bogged down. I'm not a nutrition expert. I, I do. I know basics. I do. And then people were, you know, I was, I was like probably half a dozen to a dozen doctors in here. So they, you know, a lot of them don't believe in supplements. So I had to sit down with them. And so it took a lot of time and um, I, I, I'm not opposed to it. You know, you want to have little profit centers totally. Yeah. And um, I, I also am cognizant of, I work with some high school athletes, you know, be very careful with them, you know, because they want to try everything that comes down the pike. So we're very careful about what we do promote. Um, I'm open to it. I think that, especially working with Scott and the nutritionist, I would feel safe with what we offer. Uh, some of our pro athletes work with them directly so that they know what they get. You know, the NSF certification is very important and so forth. Um, but what we would look at, it would have to be, you know, true. Um, yeah, and I, I'm not close to it, but it's just been one more thing to add on. We're just trying to do really one yeah. thing well, just train people. That's why, again, the outside, we didn't hire a PT. We get a guy that we feel is the best PT to offer him. 
this guy with the body analytics, he's the best at what he does. I'm not, I couldn't afford him. You know, I, he couldn't be my employee. So I get people that are as passionate as I am about what they're doing mm-hmm. and I bring them in here. So. Right. Right. And it's important to have members that are, that are passionate, passionate like that. And, you know, it gives you the opportunity too. I know you said that you're kind of at that level of members where you're comfortable at for now until you move to that next facility. Um, that's just like an idea for you to figure out how to grow as a business within the facility that you have, right? And within the members that you do have. And if totally. you do, you offer that premium product already, you know, af- offering, you know, different levels of service, different options, um, things like supplements too. I-, I spoke to some people who kind of include supplements in like their sign up sales process type of thing. So it's like, hey, you know, sign up for the program, um, you know, and you could get this stack of supplements as well for throughout the training it helps you with this and this and it really like dramatic shift you know all of a sudden you get 20 percent of your members to invest in something like supplements of course you don't want to look at them as a cash cow right but invest in something that they probably are going to buy outside of the facility as well yeah yeah, and it it really does like like help you out a lot so so that's something to think about as well um that's a great idea thank you yeah 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 of course Um, So we know kind of what you want for your business now, Keith, and that's, you know, to help people, you really care about the service you provide, you care about the core the community for your, for your facility. Um, But what do you want from your business when you started, you know, your fitness facility, what was kind of your dream, the outcome that you wanted from being a business owner? Yeah, I feel like I'm living my dream, because what I want to do is create a a quality product and service that that people you know, felt enhanced their lives. And I'm looking at it as that I'm the luckiest person on, on earth because we're talking health, prosperity, and opportunity every day. And I'm helping people get what they want. And I feel like if you get enough people, you get to them what they want, you're going to get what you want out of life. So I, this isn't work. I get here, I open the doors in the morning. And I'm just grateful that I'm opening the door to a place that I love being at. Right. So yeah. I'm living that, that dream. And, uh, I just, I'm just so grateful about it. So I don't know what to say other than that, you know, that uh, I, 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 I love being me. <laughs> hey, I'm really happy for you. And that's something that I've thought about a lot myself too, especially with having a daughter. That was one of the things that I wanted in the beginning uh, when I first found out I was having her. Um, I remember as a kid, <laughs> my parents had me really, really young. Um, so I was in daycare basically from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., five days a week. And so that was one of the things that I told myself was like, hey, I want to be around for my kid. Um, I don't want her to be able to look at me and be like, you were never around. You're always working. And so now I'm at this point now, two years later, pretty much a little over two years. And, uh, you know, to have my businesses running and to be doing, you know, podcasting, talking to gym owners like yourself. Sometimes I get stressed or in my own head, but then I think on it and it's like, this is exactly what I wanted, you know, like I could spend time with my daughter I could you know take her out um you know I'm not having to drop her off at a daycare for 12 hours a day um so it's important to have that perspective and take a step back and be like hey this is a life that I wanted to live and I'm living it now completely I I get brought in occasionally to speak to people and I tell them that you know self-employment I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, but I wouldn't <laughs> change it for the world, right? It's just, yeah, yeah. you know, things come and it'll, you know, it's like a, a real true love. When you really love something, it'll always test you. And it's like, do you still love me now? How about now? And, yeah. you know, at some point you're not be able to say, I, I, I don't, right? It's like, you're, you know, for me, your athlete career, you know, how much do you love something? 
And at a certain point, you've got to be down deep on us and say, I'm not willing to pay this price anymore. And you'd mentioned, you know, family as an entrepreneur, you know, for me building the business, it was seven days a week. Yeah. It did cause a schism, right? I did right. miss time with my daughter. So that would be one of the, the things you can't get back. And you tell yourself, well, I'm doing this, for, but you don't get the time back. And, and mm -hmm. that's a hard thing. My daughter's 29 years old now. And I'm like, where did the time go? You know, yeah. I, it's incredible. But I remember bringing her to the boxing gym with me on Sundays. That's the time we had. So she grew up in a boxing gym. You know, it's just, it's just crazy. You do what you can, but it's about the quality. But you just can't lose perspective. And it's easy to do that. It's right. self-employed to be like, you know, all about your business and not be present. And I'm guilty of these things. That's why I'm saying it. You know, yeah. I, I look back and it's like, you know, I wasn't even pre present at the dinner table. I was thinking about whatever. And I just try now to be very cognizant of not giving anybody that kind of power over me. So when I leave here, I leave here. Mm -hmm. And I don't bring any work home. I don't talk about clients at home. I'm at home. So I'm with my wife. And that's it. But yeah. it's a balance that entrepreneurs have to face all the time. And I, with a 16-month-old daughter, it's you're going to be tested. And there's nothing more precious than your daughter. So if you get a choice to make, choose your daughter every time is what I'll say. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate that. And, you know, that's something that I've noticed as well, how precious time is, how fast it flies oh. by. I mean, the first year and a, she's walking already. So it's like crazy. I was like, you were just a vegetable like a couple months ago. You couldn't move. You couldn't walk. Nothing. Um, and it just flew back, flew by super quick, um, but awesome. So I want to hear a little bit before we close out on the show today uh, about your future and goals for this year. Um, in the next six to 12 months, where do you see your facility at? Where do you see, you know, your goals taking you? Yeah, so we're working on a couple of things. So it'll be based on a new location. One of the things I'm very excited about, and I'll know in the next couple of weeks, is we might be involved in a center that has a, a, an availability to a lot of high school athletes. And it's a community center. Um, I, I just, I love the, everybody loves the kids, right? Every, you know, you, you, again, if you love it, you want to do it for free and training for free. So they might be allowing us to run our business. And then in the afternoons, we set up something for the, the high school kids to come in and do a program. Mm. So with that, and just knowing myself, that's, that's going to be like, get out of my way because it's just going to be, I'm going to do my job and then jump into this. But knowing full well that I'm going to have to at some point let go of that, even though it's my passion, to bring in some interns. So I'm trying to figure all that kind of stuff out if yeah, that yeah. comes to fruition, which I do believe it will. If not, we have another space we're looking at up the street. That'll be kind of the, pretty much the same thing uh, that we have here, uh, which is a, a great. We're just going to move up the street. So nothing, we're not going to miss a beat. But we're going to have to decide at that point because I'm basically the owner of everything here. What's next? Do I become partners with people? How do we leverage this? Uh, how do I distance myself and you take it? So in the next six, six months to 12, I'd say more than the 12 month, we have to make some tangible decisions about the structure of the business. Uh -huh. and how do I leverage my time um, to be here uh, so that I can have more time down in Florida? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Cool, Keith. Well, I appreciate your time today. And I think, you know, that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up. Um, but before we sign out of this episode, please shout out, you know, your website or social media pages, uh, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Sure. We're fitnessprinciplesllc.com. Uh, and that is on Instagram. Also our webpage. And I think it's fitnessprinciplesllc for Facebook as well. Again, awesome. I am... <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> yes, you guys. Fitness principles out of Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. You can find them with a quick Google search. I'm sure they're on Yelp, Instagram, Facebook, all over. Um, but we absolutely appreciate your time, and I look forward to seeing what you could accomplish down the road, Keith. Um, and to everyone else who tuned in, we appreciate you as well. Um, as for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive into the trenches with gym owners and talk the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero, joined today by Michaela Spinelli and Danny McNair of Boca Fitness and Wellness in beautiful Boca Raton, Florida. Guys, how are you doing today? Thanks for coming on. Great. Thanks for having us, Austin. Yeah, doing yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. You got it. You got it. Appreciate your time. I'm sure your day is busy and packed, so appreciate you coming on, spending a few minutes with us to kind of share your story. So let's just start there, Danny. You own and operate this place. What? Why did you start Boca Fitness and Wellness some now seven years ago? What led you to that decision? Well, that's a good question, Austin. Um, and I'll be able to tell you that it kind of just got into that position just through my years of experience of training. I initially started off as a physical therapist and I wanted to progress into personal training 20 years ago when training wasn't as popular. You either had an opportunity to work at a big commercial gym or pack your stuff up and go to people's homes. And just luckily I worked with the right type of clientele, taking my background from ballet, martial arts and being very creative. It, it draw a certain type of clientele, which allowed me to build a platform from that and just grinding it out for the past 20 years. And yeah. When I got to the right clientele, great opportunities opened for me where I, I just have to be fortunate with some of my clients personally believed in me. And truthfully, they helped me start my first small initial studio 10 years ago. And then I built from that and transitioned onto my own fully about seven years ago at Boca Fitness and Wellness. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Danny, tell us about that, that kind of origin story from when you started in a small space so now how you've grown to your current space now that's always that always interests me like uh i have a similar story we could probably talk for 10 hours about this but what is uh what did that journey look like for the past seven years from growing great, to question. To great question so 10 years back having a smaller studio was a very humbling process for me it also took me to a point where i also got a little demotivated because i was in the gym for 15 hours so the passion started to kind of deviate and I had to learn, what do I need to do to go to the next level? And the humbling process is you can't do it by yourself. You know, we all want to be the, the greatest trainer, but at some point we start to mature and we realize how to become a business person so we don't lose that passion. So with that being said, I was able to progress and figure it out like, look, how do I go to the next level? And that was taking a chance of getting a bigger space, uh, you know, a, a more broader location, you know, higher tier clientele and the rest kind of just 
built from itself, you know, having great trainers, having great people around me, you know, that's one of the biggest things I would say. Yeah, I agree 100%. The team is everything, you know, and we've gone through, we all kind of have a similar origin story. We start on our own, like solo entrepreneurs and think we can do it all. And then eventually, I think it kind of catches up to us like, this is not possible. We're training 14, 15 hours a day, and it's just not something sustainable. So like, uh, thanks for sharing the awareness that, you know, especially the younger people listening, like the younger coaches, trainers coming up, you know, the team around you is so important. And we see Michaela sitting here. Danny, talk to us about your role in the business now and how, how Michaela has helped you uh, kind of build your business to where it is and, and your other team members. A hundred percent. Very good question. And you, you, you hit the key as far as the young and the youth. So me being 42, you know, I think one of the experiences that I have is the old school, a way of how to interact with clients, how to be creative. You know, when I started, we didn't have the podcast, we didn't have Instagram. You really just had to be in the, in the area, you know, just really create a name for yourself. And having the younger generation like Michaela and my other staff, they're really into the technology component. So it's a nice mixture here. We have the diversity of the, of the uh, younger crowd and also myself who's, a, who's an saturated experience trainer and business person, we really complement each other. So I take that newer age training component and taking the foundation of how do you reinvent yourself? How do you create a demand where the, tra- where the client comes back to you because you're always mixing up the exercises, yeah. right? And taking the social awareness, like the podcast of what you do and Instagram, how do we bring that out to the community? So it's like a leverage. So I believe it's a, it's a, it's a leverage of, of some foundations and then also the leverage of the newer generation. And if I could bring that together, I think that's one of the things I'm very fortunate to have. Yeah, I agree totally. And I love that. Like uh, being open-minded is a, any, any business owner, but especially in this fitness world, like it's, it's rare. So that's cool that you, you shared that with us, Danny. And um, yeah, back in 2010 or whatever, like you said, Facebook was smaller. There was no Instagram. I don't think podcasting wasn't really a thing, you know? So like we had to be the leaders in our locality, you know, through word of mouth, through organic growth, through going to events, you know, all the, all these going to five K's going to, you know, charity events, all these other things. What have you guys done now recently um, to get people in the door? So we have Michaela here. Like, are you, I was on your Instagram earlier today, so I know you're using social media. Is that a big part of your business for lead generation or what does that look like? To be honest with you, you be, it's, that's a great question. You know, if you go on our Instagram right now, you might yeah. see six, seven, 800 followers, right? But yet we're in a very high fluent clientele where we have yeah. six wellness coaches, we're a hundred feet away from the beach. So a lot of our success has been the location. So 60% of our clientele is residential. They walk their little dog in, you know, they got a little coffee, they're working out. And then we have the snowbirds. And then we have a special section called the McNair method where we work with tennis players, golfers, uh, lacrosse, equestrian, you know, that broader base of, of sports that are international. So when the kids come in, naturally the parents, they want to integrate personal training too. So we create a nice, a nice approach of, of clientele that could benefit from it. So I would say the location has been the biggest factor of our success and also some social media, you know, not as strong as we would say, it's because we're fortunate to be in, a, in the location that brings uh, the clients, you know, that has a lot to do with our, our success. Yeah, for sure. No, that makes sense. Let, let's talk about your location for a little bit. I haven't really dug into this with many people yet. Um, so that'd be cool. So you guys are in uh, on the East coast of Florida, right? Kind of in between West Palm and Miami and that in that neck of the woods. Yes. When you brought up the uh, you know, your McNair method and kind of the sports performance piece, is that a lot of 
youth athletes and is, if it is, is that more of a seasonal business or is that all year because you're in Florida? That's a, it's a good question. That's a year round business. And one, one, one advice I can give to the, to the fitness industry is, you know, no matter how this, the, the economy is, parents always want to make an investment in their child. And, and if, you're, if you're creating a nice program for, for these athletes, you know, we, you know, that are competitive and that's an international sport. And I'll, re, I'll reiterate that again which is why, you know, the McNair method, we focus on the golf, the tennis, the lacrosse, the equestrian, you know, that that's a market that you'll get people from all over the nation. And that's the year round sport. So you're never really going to run out of business. Yeah, that's, that good to, that's good to hear. You know, we have a lot of sports performance coaches that are like in like in the Northeast or in colder regions. So I was just thinking out loud that that may be uh that may affect you know somebody in not a place like Florida where they where where you can train all year outdoors and it, it may just be a, a piece there but um like you said you know parents will always pay for their kids to get better at sports and find these better training modalities so uh, right. I think it's definitely part of the business. What percentage of your business is that sports performance piece, Danny? I'm sorry, can you repeat that yeah, question? What, what percentage of the business is sports performance? Is that piece? Is there a percentage? Thirty five, thirty five to forty percent. Okay. Okay. Nice. Awesome. All right. Beautiful. So now we have a nice overview of the place. Um, what are we doing for keeping members engaged? Is there any communication, uh, any community events? Obviously we talked about the social media piece. Uh, what are you guys doing to keep members engaged, keep them wanting to come back for more? How does that look? So for member engagement, we're always involved in health and wellness expos, a lot of community events that we attend from other business brand openings, um, different kinds of markets where we can promote ourselves and bring new clients in. Amongst that, we also have a variety of training styles. So we're not giving the people the same strength training exercise week to week. Because we do stretching, mobility, postural workouts, we are able to incorporate all of those different factors into their training. So every day they come in, every week, they always have something new. And that's why we retain so many clients because Maybe they are working with Danny um, on sports performance, but then the next time they come in, they'll be working with myself or someone else um, on their nutrition, which is something I specialize in, along with those other um, technical things such as um, posture, stretching, all of those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And I, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the nutrition piece, Michaela. Let's, let's skip to that. I was going to bring that up later on, but you brought it up. So great time to dive in. What other services have you found in your business that members seem to like? The nutrition piece, you brought up a few other things in, in uh, what you just said. What's, what's the main Ascension services we have for members at your club? Yeah, for sure. So um, not only do we do one-on-one -on -one personal training, but what goes into the health and wellness aspect of everyone's physical outlook on life and just making themselves have a, a healthier lifestyle is nutrition. Nutrition is going to be, you know, 70% of their results. It's going to make them have long-term progress. So um, when clients come in, we often have nutrition consultations to help them either build muscle, if that's what they would like to do, based on their goals, or they want to lose weight. Um, so anything from losing weight to putting on muscle, putting on more weight, we also work with them with that as well. That's if great. I chime, and if I may chime, and if Go I may ahead. chime in, awesome. One of, believe it or not, a lot of people love to come in and get body alignment and stretching. You know, which is one of the things that I also integrate a lot into the service. 
you know, people like the holistic approach. And I, and I tell the trainers, you know, one of, one of my old saying is we try to consider ourselves more of a wellness expert or a fitness innovator, because when you say the word trainer, not to deviate from our conversation, people tend to just categorize you and you become more accessibility. But if you put yourself in a position that you're, you're bringing a, a more of a, a comprehensive approach, people will not only receive you better, but you'll be able to captivate a bigger audience because let's face it, you know, we'll have an 85 year old clientele that'll come in here and they're not trying to deadlift 400 pounds. So we're going to assess them, you know, we're going yeah. to assess the situation and say, listen, you know, let's get you here, get your pelvis lined up, your cervical and your different components. And, and not only that, people are going to be able to retain that. They're going to say, look, I want to try to live another five years. So right now my financial investment is my health. You know, so you have to be able to flex, be very flexible yeah. with the services and then the business will create its, its own pathway. Yeah, no, I, I love that you said that. Um, the body alignment, the stretching, the, the pelvic alignment, um, that's something in my neck of the woods that isn't even talked about up here. So like, it's awesome you guys are doing that. What, um, I'm sure you see a huge return on investment from the members and their appreciation for those services. Uh, are they asking for more of it? Um, I guess what's the question is there, what's the return you see from them on the stretching piece, the pelvic alignment piece? Cause it's a unique model. Not most trainers or coaches don't offer that. Is it mostly just the older population demographic wise or is it younger people as well? Every, 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 everyone. Cool. And that's one of the things I think trainers kind of overlook is that you, everybody needs stretching. If you're an elite athlete, you know, if you're a successful businessman you're sitting at the desk all day, I think one of the things is a lot of times clients are not aware of that. And this is where we come in at doing the consultation. We're able to showcase that and open their mind to understand, okay, wow, you know, I didn't realize it or I didn't know that I could work my neck or my lower back. So then we package it, okay? So if you come in, you know, our sessions are anywhere from 10, 20, or 30 sessions to show the commitment. And then they utilize the different services in between that. And then they renew because, number one, we're always mixing it up. That's important. Never become stagnant because you also have to show yourself that the, the client needs that. You know, when you start to do things that the client can do on their own, naturally they're going to make a subconscious decision and say, you know what, I really love training with Austin or Danny, but I know that tomorrow we're going to do deadlifts and we're going to do lunges. And, yeah. and then you mentally you shut down. But yeah. if it's like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do with Austin today. He's always mixing it up. He gives me a good 10, 15-minute stretch after. You know, he's got a personality. Yeah. You know, and this is kind of what, again, my belief that has worked for 20 years is the three things is – Creativity, obviously. Right. Uh, in, in, intuition, right? Okay. Right. And catering to the client, you know, and, and and that's what I think. At the end of the day, you know, you can have all the degrees, you know, all the certifications, but again, you're working with a person. And if that's your goal to work with someone one on one or in a group setting, make sure that you have those certain intangibles that you cannot get on a piece of paper. And I'm, and I'm not discrediting the certifications, but Again, yeah, personal mm -hmm. training, personalized. What 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 is the assessment, or what's the definition between personalized? And there yeah. you go. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, yeah, the certification to me is you know, it's, it's whatever. There's so much more you can find, especially with having 20 years of experience. You know, you've you've learned how to do it the right way. You've seen what's worked for your clients. You've seen what they appreciate. Uh, you've seen the results they get to keep them coming back day after day after day. And you brought up a few things there that I want to dive into. Uh, Danny or Michaela, uh, the consultation process, what is, every gym seems to be different, like how, how their members get started once we get them in the door. What is the, we'll call it a sales process or consultation process look like for you guys? 
if I was to join the gym, say today, I just walk in right now off the street and what does that look like? We could both touch up on that. My, my belief is very simple. I like to give someone what they're paid for. So I never charge for the consultation. And I know I have a lot of gym buddies that are like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? You're just giving away a session. I'm like, listen, if you're going to ask for 150 an hour, let the person experience that and validate this is what they're paying for. You know, so when you walk into this facility, you obviously see the location, you see the quality of the service and the equipment. So if I'm going to ask you for $150, that validates it when you just got a chance to see and experience it. And it's a non-approach of a of aggressive way. So if I'm giving you, you know, an appetizer, and I say, okay, you want the on course, you right. obviously have the appetizer. You kind of get an idea of what you're going to get. But it gives a little bit of a less reservation for clientele. It kind of lets the client know, okay, this is what I'm actually going to be paying for. This is what yeah. I'm getting into. Yeah, it's, it's intimidating walking to a gym, obviously, not knowing what to expect for, for 99% of the, of the world. So, yeah, to have that we'll say free intro session, you know, to get, let them get a feel of it. If we are paying a higher ticket on the back end, you know, I can see that definitely working. I can see people uh, appreciating that. Anything to add, Michaela, to that? For sure. So as people walk in the door, something we initially um, like to do is talk to them about their goals. Everybody's right. going to have a different goal when they come in, um, whether they're an athlete and they're 15 years old or if somebody who's 80 years old and just wants to be able to sit down and stand up without any problems. Yeah. Um, so today, for example, we had an older woman come in and we asked her about her goals. And it's not, she's not someone who wants to be able to deadlift 400 pounds, yeah. not focus directly on strength training. She's somebody who we initially recognized who had some compromises with um, problems with her lower back, um, yeah. things, um, she had injuries um, in her legs and her knees. So she would like to focus on posture, body alignment, and stretching. Um, so that's something important that we like to sit down with them first, initially as they come in, because everybody's going to have a different outlook on what their goals are and what they would like to improve on. Yeah, 100%. You know, everybody's different, you know, especially with that nutrition piece too we talked about earlier. We're all unique and all different. Our bodies, we may have past injuries or we all have different goals. And like, if you're 25 years old and 85, I'm sure our fitness goals are, are way different. What is the average, uh, what's the demographic age-wise look like for you guys as far as from your clients? Is it pretty pretty wide? Totally. Uh, we have yeah. clients from 10 years old up until like 91. Okay, okay. Yeah, and that goes back to, again, the diversity of your service. Right. Uh, you know, and, 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 and what do you have as far as inside the facility? So we have the ballet bar, we have TRX, we have dumbbells, we have kettlebells, we have elliptical. So we have different tangibilities which goes back to my root position of that the more diversified you are in your services and your training, you will be able to tap into any clientele. So I think that's one of the news, one of the things I think I see Austin nowadays versus a lot of the new trainers, they might be great in teaching Pilates or they might be a great CrossFit trainer, they might be great in boxing, but it's really interesting if you could kind of com combine all those different modalities, then again, it's such a competitive market. When you are able to do those things, it does not matter who walks into the door or what market you're targeting, you're able to generate and capitalize on that. And I think yeah. that's one of the things that a lot of fitness instructors overlook. You know, I think we, we tend to train in our comfort zone and our ego instead of using the business sense, right? 100%. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, it totally makes you know, sense. It totally makes yeah, sense. I mean, I, 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 
you know, I'm just, I come from a, tra a track and ballet background and, and Michaela did ballet and she does bodybuilding, which is one of the reasons I, I love the approach and I have great fitness facilitators that have such an intricate background. They can, they can deviate very easily into whoever their audience is. You know, she's a professional bodybuilder, but she's able to work with an 80 year old. So that speaks volume within itself. She can approach that in a non-intimidating way and that brings us in business. So and these are the things you have to really hone in on. And starting out um, myself at working at like a commercial facility, you're kind of stuck inside that box where you're using machines and strength training um, for every different uh, client that comes in. And so moving up into a more personalized approach, I am able to work with a variety of different people and give them exactly what they're looking for to obtain their goals. So it's much more personalized in this type of setting um, coming from, like I said, a commercial gym setting. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. And I agree totally. So it seems like you guys are a goal-oriented business for sure with your members and with the business side of things. Um, being able to diversify your training skills and styles to the client obviously is a highly, high, highly valuable skill to have in this industry. Uh, Dan, you touched on your, your competition locally. What does your competitive landscape there around you guys look like? I'm sure there's a million gyms. What is the competitive landscape you know, within, like I say, a five-mile radius or so look like for you guys? I have to tell you, you know, this, this may not sound believable, but we don't really have it. And I, if anything, I think our biggest competitor has been ourselves because we haven't fully capitalized on our full potential. Uh, I have a very close friend of mine uh, who has an amazing facility, but it's group setting. You know, it's like, and he's literally three minutes away from here. It's gravity and oxygen. And, and, and so for us, we, we have a nice niche. You coming in here, you want that one-on-one, -on -one, you want to be catered to. It's non-membership, no contract. You're going to make a higher initial investment, but you know that you're getting a great service. So being in a very unique location, again, being literally, if we walk out the door, Austin, you can see the beach from the, from the gym. I mean, that's, I that's sick. <laughs> so it's almost overwhelming. You know, one of the things, one of the downfalls I'll say for myself is that I was kind of spoiled. I related, I relied, and I, recently I've been changing that through the help of my team is that the location has been so easy where we get a lot of walk-ins. So yeah. sometimes that could be a disadvantage because you're like, all right, we don't really need to market if that makes sense. So understanding now that I'm marketing on top of the location is what's right. helping the business really grow. Yeah, I would this imagine. A location, if you're in a location that's hidden, you gotta really drive your marketing, right? So sometimes it's the other way around when the location's everything. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, that, like in the real estate, you know, location, 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 it makes a massive difference. Um, so that's unique. A lot of gym owners I talk to have, uh, you know, their CrossFit gyms or their other gyms, they don't have walking traffic, you know? So how does that, how does the walking traffic look, look for you? Is it, are people walking in every day or a couple times a day? What is that? What is every, the every, other, every other day, I would say. Every other day. And our, and our, and our closing rate is about 95%. They, wow. they walk in with the anticipation of, of, hey, this is convenient. I think one of the things is not just the service, but the conveniency. I've noticed that people love to be convenient. They can just walk from their house to a private yeah. gym. That makes sense. Yeah, that's what I was, I was, I was yeah, I was gonna ask, what do you think that that key is? So the convenience, not you know, in the modern day, convenience and, and ease is obviously a big thing. So um, yeah, the walk-in traffic gives you guys a huge uh, advantage to to most gyms. So that's you know that's really cool to hear. I wasn't aware of that. Um, so yeah, thanks for sharing that, uh, Danny and Michaela. Let's talk uh, 
you kind of mentioned it, Dan, Dan, a few minutes ago. What is the goals of the business? You said your city you felt like you may be missing something or could do better in some areas. What do you think? What is the main goal like a year from now, two years from now? Honestly, my main goal right now is to really maximize the growth and the potential of all my trainers and my wellness coaches that are here okay. uh, for, for a couple of reasons. Just for people talk about customer retention, but as, as a small business owner and as coming from the training industry, I believe in your employee retention. All right. So one thing as a gym owner, and I think Michaela could tell you herself, is that I never deviate from being that guy that was in the car driving from home to home. I keep a level of humility. You know, I, I give my trainers and my employees a, a sense of, of independency, uh, respect, loyalty, treat them good, because if they stay, it's better for me, you know, and it's better for everyone, right? So that's well, my goal is to have uh, all my employees making a certain amount of six, six figures within the next year. That's awesome. And I wanna drive that. That's the vision. You're the first person to tell me that. That's an amazing goal. Not no one. Not long. Not well, long. You know, Austin, you never lose. You can never lose sight. Uh, and then that's the thing. You can never lose sight of who you were. You know, you got to think you're still that trainer, right? Yep. So, and yep. in, in, you know, and in, 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 I, I got trainers that came here that were talented, and I was like, this is what they were making at these other gyms. I'm like, this is crazy. So yep. I try to give them different incentives that they can incentives that they can actually accomplish. Yeah, no, I love it. So they, they can kind of grow their own coaching brand within your, within your of business. Of course, of course, right? 100%. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to um, yeah. tap on to that as well. Danny has always been a great mentor and has always pushed myself amongst the other trainers to build our own coaching brand, whether it's me trying to build on, build on my nutrition side of things or yeah. working with bodybuilding competitors or we have other trainers who more focus on athletes and boxing um, and doing their own thing. He's always been there to push us to strive and be our own person along with helping him grow his own business here. So we have the capability to be creative, um, take on like boot camps that are specifically designed for our clientele over the clientele that are already coming into the gym. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That sounds like a great, uh, great work environment one. And Danny, for being open-minded as a gym owner, like I think there needs to be more of us with that mindset to help our staff grow because we were there, you know, and they're going to be in ownership roles probably in, in some, some way or capacity, you know, in the near future, whether it's in your business or maybe in another business, you know, so that's, right. uh, that open mindset is great. And like you said, if they win, then everybody wins. So that's, uh, I think a massive, Great growth, open mindset from an owner. And I, I honestly wish I heard that more. So thank you for sharing that piece um, thank you. Of, uh, of your mindset of being a gym owner. Danny, since you've been in the industry for what, 20 years, right? You said earlier? Yeah, 22 years. We is that? Huh? 22. But who's yeah, I'm an old man, 42. <laughs> you're still young, man. You're still young. You're still young. I'm not too far behind. So I'm like, <laughs> so uh, I'm almost there myself. But, um, well, I always ask myself this. So I'm going to ask you, what is there any advice or any mistake you made early on in your business ownership that you learned from the most? Anything stands out in your mind, you know, that if you could go back in time, you would change it and anything stand out there? Oh man, that's a good, that's a really good question. Uh, I would say, I would say if I, I would say, honestly, if I would have, I mean, it's not too late now, but I would just have capitalized more on, on just the, the social 
media component of it. Sure. I'm learning it now. You know, I was so kind of headstrong about that. But I would just say just the social media component, just like learning the different components of it. I'm just a little bit behind on that component, you know, and yeah. I would say, but it but my my success and talent has brought me up to still be a part. But I think yeah. now that I could take it to the next level with the right team of you know, because social media and stuff has been out for a while. You know, yeah. but I was very resi- resilient about it for, for whatever reason in my mind because I had some nice success in different pathway. Uh, right. I would say that that that's what that's the biggest thing I would say. Just interaction more with the social media, taking advantage of the platforms. Yep, yep, for sure. No, I agree totally. There's a, you know, and they're growing by the day, and like now we have TikTok is a, the biggest fitness platform, which is crazy. You know, right. and this is uh, still all right. new to me as well. So like, yeah, being open minded to the, you know using every outlet at our disposal you know and right. it's uh sometimes essentially free too so it's a great uh, great advice and yeah but uh congrats guys on almost seven years that's amazing in this new space where can we find you and the listeners find you on uh, social media website all that good stuff Mikhail, where can we find you guys and For check sure. you guys out so it's boca fitness and wellness on instagram and our website is boca fitness and wellness.com um, myself, my Instagram is at Michaela Capri, so you can find me for nutrition yep. and bodybuilding, um, but definitely follow us on our main Instagram, uh, at the gym. Awesome. Love it. Any last words, guys? That's, that sounds pretty good to me. We just want to humbly appreciate Jim Lord's podcast with Austin for having us, man. I appreciate your vision. I respect that. Uh, we wish you all, all the best. And if you're ever in South Florida, you got a home here to come and work out, man. I love it, man. I appreciate that. Thanks, guys, for coming on today. It was fun. We had a good conversation. Also want to thank all the listeners for listening. And if you guys would like to be notified for future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. Until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Dr. Lolly from Dynamic Natural Athletes in White River Junction, Vermont. What's up? How are we doing today? Doing great. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to share a little bit about your story and, and what you've got going on. So I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. All right. So let's get right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? Uh, kind of walk us through the story there. 
Well, I actually was a research scientist um, with a cancer research background, and I was working in academia. And um, uh, I quickly realized after years of clinical research that I wanted to be in prevention and not in drug therapy. Okay. Uh, so I moved out of that world, went into a public health um, education, and that, that still didn't really meet what I wanted to do, really meet people where they were. And in 2018, or 16 rather, um, or 15, I met my current par business partner, Carlin Thine, uh, at a gym, and I was, a, um, I was competing for bodybuilding. So we were at a different gym. Uh, we were working out, and quickly he realized that I was a competitor because I wanted him out of my way. <laughs> so uh, we became quickly friends. He started actually coaching me with my posing, and uh, we kind of um, met as if you've met your business soulmate, if you will, and we just had all these ideas. And we went on from there to open a private training studio in Kuichi, Vermont. And that we, it was just a small space. We just saw our clients there. I had uh, established my nutrition and health consulting in 2010 while I was working full-time as a research scientist at Dartmouth College. And, um, but uh, it, was, it was something that people kept telling me, you have to do this full-time, you have to do this full-time, it's your calling. But it was a scary thing, you know, you have a job and benefits and everything and a salary and all that. And um, I was at a place in my career that basically uh, the director of the Dartmouth Institute was my boss, so there was no place to grow. And um, anyway, long story short, we decided to start this kind of um, partnership together and we would uh, create programs for our clients that included, um, you know, training and nutrition. And fast forward two years later, an opportunity fell on our lap, um, a Curves uh, for Women gym was uh, leaving. She just decided to quit. And her space became available at a location where it was just right on the road. And our previous location was completely hidden. So nobody could see us. Yeah. We couldn't get anyone to come. It was just really hard. So um, at, right around that time, um, I had also left Dartmouth and started taking this on full time. And um, we took on the place, we took a lot of risk. Um, uh, and we also um, really nickel and dime that we had to pay our rent out of our own pocket the first month. That's how we started. And uh, we took on about um, 75 or so of the Curves members who were basically left on the street with no support. So she just left and they were there, they had no place to go. So in 11 days, we completely remodeled the place. We painted everything from purple, which was Curves colors, to yep. orange, which is our colors. And we took on the members and we took on our clients and opened up a gym with minimal equipment. And that's how we started, basically. And uh, yeah, so we're here. Um, uh, on Route 5 on a very visible spot in White River Junction, Vermont. And the dynamics of our gym, our gym has changed quite a bit, uh, but um, we're still um, going strong, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Good for you. That's awesome. So I'm interested in the how the transition from taking on 75 clients who were used to a curves workout and then if I'm guessing correctly, I'm guessing your style of training is a little bit different from that. So how did you transition those clients into the facility? And then also what does 
the facility look like now? What does the model look like now? How are you structuring things today? Oh, that's a wonderful question. It's a, it's a lot of fun. So as you know, Curves for Women was all for women. So that was the first challenge. Um, mm-hmm. I had to introduce my business partner to all of these women who were not used to having a guy in the building. And right. My business partner is, um, bless his heart, he, he looks very threatening, but he's, very, he's a sweetheart. He's a bodybuilder. He's a, from Costa Rica, dark-skinned, muscular man, and everyone was like, scared to death of him until they met him and realized oh my gosh he's a sweetheart and that took a lot of getting used to because yeah. they really just were not used to that the other thing was they were used to coming in and looking at a screen and get a workout and we weren't doing that and mm-hmm. the equipment was very scary to them they really didn't know what to do so we spent about a first month of pre-launch we basically set them all up we would schedule orientation for each and every one of them basically look um, walk them through the whole gym and show them every single equipment um, then when we started we realized that we they still needed co- continuous support so we started offering um, weekly classes at different times of the day led by one of us and um, basically we would walk them through kind of a stations like they had in curves but the equipment's different and the training was different so Mind you, they were really, really challenged. And at first they were just like, oh my God, this is an entirely different level. But most of them were really happy with what they got because they were just doing the same thing in 15 years in a row, like day after day after day, watching a screen, listening to a prompt. And now there's a live person challenging them literally. And so it was a different, it was quite a bit of a difference between what they were used to, but also it was a transition for us because we had to change our mindset that the way we worked with people and a whole different group of clientele um, that we didn't have as much experience. We did have some, but not so many. Uh, the median age was like 67. <laughs> they were all women. So it was, it was pretty um, different, uh, but it was, it was a great challenge. So we took that on. Uh, fast forward, um, you know, a little bit later, we realized that we can't continue to offer these classes, but it was taking so much of our time. So we slowly, you know, m- limited them to three classes a week. And uh, then COVID hit, then we shut down. And uh, for two and a half months, um, what we did was we offered, um, um, I used to do videos every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, that people could do at home. We also rented some some toys to them. So bands, dumbbells, kettlebells, balls, things like that for those who didn't have them. Um, One thing that COVID taught us um, was to become really creative and um, learn how to do things differently when we can't be face-to-face with people. Part of my experience was I had done my nutrition coaching and consulting for 10 years um, all over the world with um, go-to meetings and phone and internet. So I was kind of used to that, but training was a whole different story, teaching a class. So we did Zoom classes. I do a spinning class and I did that on Zoom. We rented our bikes to people to take home. So we really became very creative. And I honestly think that it made us stronger uh, as, as awful as COVID was and as stressful as it was for everyone, it just made us really think outside the box and think about how do we do things differently. Right. And we did that for some time, slowly reopened, and we um, 
actually our landlord was amazing and they are they were very understanding they really helped us grow and uh, were very understanding throughout the whole experience and we were able to actually um, take on the downstairs and even expand the space and um, expand our services so the gym is um, kind of twice as big as it was almost a time and a half as big as it was when we started because we were able to take the basement remodel and create a whole other workout area there so yeah i would say uh it's very different from what it was when we started um, um we still have some of the original founding members if you will the curves members uh, but many of them after COVID, being older and having older spouses or family members uh, decided not to come back to a public gym but there are still probably i want to say about 10 or so of them that are still with us wow yeah, yeah. okay all right so I like that personalized approach in the beginning, making everyone feel comfortable and setting them up for success from the start. A lot of times when you see a transition like that, it's like, well, this is the new gym, you know, this is the way that things are now. So take it or leave it. Um, but I like that you didn't take that approach. You made them feel comfortable and walked them through everything to make sure that they felt comfortable with the transition. So yep. things like that tend to go a long way for sure. Um, so now, Within the gym today, are you doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? How do you structure things? So we actually have a completely different approach. Uh, our gym is a key access only right now. So our members and clients get a key access to come in. It's always locked. They have access from 4 a.m. to 11 p.m., seven days a week, holidays and weekends included. Mm -hmm. And um, so we don't have we don't have a staffed gym. We are there when we're working with clients, but um, we don't always there. Um, the gym is um, open gym to everyone. We don't have any classes except one class that I teach Friday mornings, and that's spin and strength. We have a very uh, different approach with respect to our services. We have a customized plans um, for every individual, whether it be training or, in, or nutrition. With my background, I'm fortunate enough to be able to use people's genetics and biochemistry and immunology and everything about them to create a customized nutrition plan for them. And my business partner, Carlin, works with me closely and we customize the whole plan for a person. Uh, we, because of COVID, we really, like I said, became creative and we started uh, expanding our remote plans. And that is we um, work with clients remotely. I could always do that, but Carlin um, started working with an app and that he basically generates um, workout plans for people all over the country. We have clients in Arizona, we have clients in Canada, everywhere in the, in the country and in the world actually. And so it doesn't limit us. We actually learn to work remotely. And one of the things I love about this program is that uh, we don't have to have them in our gym and yeah. we can work with other gyms and other gym owners. We could collaborate. So it's not a competition. So if somebody, there is a gym in Concord that they, people can't afford a personal trainer or they don't have a personal training program like we do, mm -hmm. uh, they can still use that gym. And we basically take pictures of their gym and we design a program based on their equipment. And they can still use their gym, say you have a gym and you know you have clients that want personal training, but they don't meet every day or every week. They meet with Zoom once a month. They get a whole program customized for them based on their schedule and ability and goals and everything. 
and they do it wherever they are. So they can do it in their home. A lot of people have home gyms right now and they can do it in any gym. Mm-hmm. So this has allowed us to not limit ourselves to our location. Right. Also because our location is not a huge gym. It's a small, it's a, it's a very small gym. It's a very intimate and we know every single person that we all know each other. Um, and if it gets crowded, it's not very um, desirable for people. And, you know, we don't want people to be competing and fighting over equipment or getting each other's way. And COVID taught us a lot of things. So we are able to expand our services to people in all different, all over the world, basically, um, with this app. And I can always, with Zoom, (laughs) which is great. And so we meet people all over where they are and we can design a program for them where they are that is both um, training and nutrition uh, or together. They don't have to do it all. They could decide to do one or the other, but we've had great success um, doing that. So a lot of our programs are that way. And we have VIP programs for our clients uh, that are local and they are able to do a monthly program that includes either a one-on-one personal training if they want and they get VIP um, bonuses from as part of that. We have a massage therapist um, who's wonderful. And so they get discounts on that. They get other perks as being a VIP and um, they do month to month and they get their customized either training or nutrition or both. And we have those who are just members and they just want to come and work out. They don't do training. They don't do nutrition. They just come and use the gym. We make it very affordable. But we currently decided that we actually at a cap. We don't want to take any more members only. And one of the ways we decided to, it'll help us to grow our business and make more profits and provide a more um, distinctive service um, is to uh, kind of reserve the spot for those VIP clients. Uh, Our VIP clients get full membership and other perks. And of course, they get signature service basically um so everything is as unique as they are mm-hmm. awesome okay so multiple kind of multiple levels or tiers to the membership depending on the level of service that that particular client is looking for right and another thing i should add is which is very important actually uh during uh, right before COVID hit i had started a piloted a program called eat to be fit And it was really all about education. I'm a nerd, I'm an educator, I'm a scientist. So I have to explain everything, the why and the how. So I created this 12 week program all about nutrition and food biochemistry. And they have to meet every week and they have to do exercise and they get shopping lists and everything. And just as they were finishing up the first term, COVID hit hit, and we have to go remote. So it gave me the idea again, okay, how do I do this remotely? So we have been working on what we call DNA University. And that's an online university, if you will, to be able to provide all kinds of educational courses, whether it be fitness or nutrition remotely to everyone uh, around the world. And uh, I tr- tried to work with some collaborators of us and uh, transition the it to be fit Academy completely online. Um, it's three levels of participation in that. It could be self-paced so they can do everything on their own. They get all the lectures recorded. They get access to all of the resources that I provide. They have to do homework and um, they have to grade themselves. And uh, that's basically all on their own. 
Um, the second tier is they can be in a part of a community. So they meet with their peers um, uh, once a week. They do their homeworks. They actually work together, do their recordings, and then they get office hours with me once a month. As all of this, they also get the app and um, weekly exercise programs with my business partner, Carlin, which they can do everywhere. And then the third level is very customized, personalized programs with me, which they get all of the perks of the other two, all the recording sessions, all the education, everything else. And they get me, my time, their customized plan, basically reviewing of their everything that they need um, and um, weekly check-ins with me and uh, the whole nine yard. So Eat to Be Fit Academy is what we really, really trying to promote right now because it allows people to take the education and, and really learn at their own pace and not have to feel pressured of going anywhere. They can be anywhere, do their exercise, do their nutrition, or they can be in a group or they can go take on the next level and go at a very, very deeper dive in their own health program, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and so how are you first? I mean, I love the idea of that program and it being something that's online so that you can reach more people, you know, it's super scalable. You're not limited by zip codes or, you know, people that are actually able to come into the gym. So that's cool. That's huge. Right. Um, how are you getting the word out there to more people so that they know about what it is that you do? I'm sure that there are lots of people looking for something like that. Well, that's a great question. We actually just launched a DNA, um, the uh, Eat to Be Fit Academy in April. Okay. And oh, so we weren't sure how it was going to be. So we just basically sent the email to our A group list, our marketing list, and just invited everyone. And um, honestly, most of our business growth has been word of mouth and referrals from our happy clients. And that's the, that has been the biggest, biggest growth for us. Mm -hmm. So we reached out to our clients and customers and everyone in our list and marketed that way. We put it on Facebook. We're still working on actually the marketing aspect. I'm not a marketing person. I'm, <laughs> I'm a scientist. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not even a businessman. But, uh, you know, I, we've learned a lot and I've had to think outside the box. But um, we also recently, um, one of our biggest cheerleader clients, who's a marketing expert, decided, uh, oh, well, I want to help you guys. And we're like, okay, great. We can budget for that. And we are doing decent. And thank you, knock on wood, we're, we're grateful that we're able to still grow even in the middle of all of this chaos and a pandemic. And so we just partnered with her and she's going to make our marketing a lot better <laughs> than I would ever have been able to. One thing I also learned during this whole time was um, you can't do everything on yourself. And yes. you know, when you start a business, you do everything. You're, you're the admin, you're the marketing person, you're the web developer, you're the whatever. We did cleaning ourselves, we did everything. So it was just, we learned at some point that, <laughs> you know what, we have to ask experts in their field to help us so we can do what we do best. And it was a learn hard, hard thing to learn and let go, but um, we've managed to have an admin, we have a, 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 a bookkeeper. We, so now we have a little breathing room to be able to really focus on what we do. Right. And uh, the marketing is a big part of it. So that's basically Facebook. It's been our biggest thing, word of mouth, sending emails, 
Um, and we just are pretty much trying to, uh, you know, our, our BNI business networking um, um, group, which I, we are a member of, they are trying to spread the word. So really by word of mouth, and I'm hoping here, one of the biggest things about the e to be fit University and the e to be fit Academy, the greatest thing about it is we can collaborate with any gym owner anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And if you are a gym owner, if you're a personal trainer, if you have a business in this fitness world, and if you, your clients and your members get better results, you look better and they look you better. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we don't compete. Um, I oftentimes say, you know, uh, I'm not in there to compete with you. If your members are working out and they don't get as good of results because they don't have the nutrition part down or they don't have a trainer or they can't afford it, guess what? We can provide that from a distance and you're, they can still be your member. They can be your client, but we make their results better. So we want to really collaborate with other like-minded people and gym owners to really collaborate. Um, it's not about competition. We do certain things better than others and other people do certain things better than us. So we just want to kind of divide and conquer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lots of room within the market for something like that. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Okay. So now one thing that I always love to ask about are uh, key challenges or bottlenecks within the business. So typically, there are things that come up along the way that are challenges, things that maybe keep us up at night sometimes. Um, so are there any challenges or bottlenecks that you're facing within the business right now? And if so, how are you working to overcome those? So um, the challenges were, um, one of the biggest challenges with during COVID, obviously, was finances, you know, not being able to make money. So we really had to, like I said, think outside the box and be creative. Another um, really big challenge we had, it just kind of alluded to, was doing all these other things in a business world. And, and you know, I was a scientist and, um, and a research scientist, and I'm, I'm just a gym rat. I love health and wellness and mm -hmm. nutrition is my passion. My partner was a trainer. So we had no business being in business, we thought. And we <laughs> didn't know like bookkeeping and taxes and any of that. It's still we don't. But trying to do it all was our bottleneck because guess what? At some point I realized I'm spending 36 hours a week doing admin and cleaning and things that, you know, I could be making a lot more money doing yes. what I do. So that was kind of, it was a hard transition because you're at a point where like, I can't afford to hire someone, but I have to do it, but it takes me 10 times more to do bookkeeping while it takes an hour for a bookkeeper. Right. Guess what? These are the things we had to learn. And the challenge was really realizing that um, in the long run, letting go of some of those things and letting other experts do and help us uh, actually would pay off. And it was a hard thing to do what we did. And um, initially, like I said, we had to like nickel and dime everything coming out of COVID, trying to figure out. But um, again, we became very creative in different ways. So one of the ways we did it, for example, we offered um, some of our people who wanted to be members and needed to be healthy. Um, okay, what can you do for us? We can trade. So for example, one of our um, support staff right now uh, is someone who couldn't afford a gym. And we said, well, how about you do a daily cleaning for us rather than us doing it and keeping the gym clean so we can give a five-star experience to everybody. 
and you get to use the gym and you get paid and you also get some discounts. And that's one way that we were able to free up our time every day by just cleaning and going through every, making sure everything is safe and put away and all of that. And it's really spotless. And that's important for us to provide that sort of five-star um, experience to our members that come in and the gym is clean, the bathrooms are clean, everything is always, always, we are very proud of that. Another thing was taking an, administ an administrative assistant. I had very huge fear of um, a virtual assistant. I just didn't, oh my gosh, letting go of something to someone somewhere a thousand miles away and I just didn't know how to deal with that um, I was very lucky I just put out a word on a whole bunch of my former admins when I was at academia and one person was looking for a second job and it worked out great and she's now my admin and doing everything remotely for the most part and I see her once a week so those were some of the things that was so challenging and limiting us so much. And we were just working all the time. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have a Sunday, half a Sunday off for me was unheard of. Like what? Yeah. Uh, a day off? What are you right. talking about? Mm -hmm. And now I can actually, I'm at a point where I can take almost, almost a full Sunday sometimes off. <laughs> That's very, very, very rewarding. Yes. So those were a, a lot of our challenges, but really getting help from the community that we serve and people are so wonderful and just jumping in and helping and you know I can do this or I can trade for that or you know all of that was 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 very very amazing it's um, priceless <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it's like a time and money kind of thing which is a, a subject that I like to talk about often because a lot of times gym owners look at time and money differently you know it's like they'd rather spend time than spend money but in this industry, they tend to go hand in hand. Like you said, you know, you're spending time on these other tasks that were taking you 10 hours to complete that would take someone else one hour to complete when you could be doing other things that would actually be making you money rather than costing you money. You got it. Yeah, absolutely. Most, yeah, that tends to be kind of hard for people to see, especially in the beginning. You know, they're like, well, I'll right. save money and I'll just do it myself. But really, you're not saving money you're actually losing more money than you would yeah, yeah. if you just paid somebody to do the task. Exactly. And one of the things that was eye-opening for me, a business coach brought it up to me and she said, okay, what is your, you are a PhD and you do this, and you're very specialized. So what's your hourly rate? Just say for, for sake of example, I sell 150 an hour. She goes, okay, do the math. 30 hours a week, you, you're not making that money. Yes. And how much do you pay an admin? $18 an hour? And I was like, huh, now that you put it that way, I feel so dumb, you know, and that's exactly what it was. But you're right. We're just like, do it all yourself. And you think you have to do everything. But the, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is, hey, there are experts in every field and you don't have to be an expert in everything. You don't know everything. You, ha you don't have yes. to do everything. You just need to let people who do things well do it for you <laughs> exactly yes absolutely you don't have to be good at everything you know focus on the things that you are good at typically you open a gym because you like training you help you like helping people you like changing people's lives you know focus on that exactly. and then hire people to do the things that you're not so sure of especially on the business side of things you right. know because a lot of times in that area mistakes cost a lot of money <laughs> so they cost a lot of time they cost a lot of money and those yeah. are two very valuable resources so you know if you can save in in both of those areas mainly in the time area yeah. then 
you know, you're doing something right for sure. Absolutely. All right. So uh, I always like to ask about the big picture goal. So what is the big picture, perfect world goal for you? Where are you looking to take this business? Oh, that's a wonderful question. So I get this question a lot. Are you going to franchise DNA? And, you know, what we do, my business partner and I, is very specialized. So that part of it, I can't see us being a franchise because, I, you know, when I work with a client one-on-one, -on -one, I have cancer patients, I have Parkinson's people, I have all kinds of people that I help and I solve their puzzles all in my head. I can't train someone to do that. Right. And that value that we add to our clients, and Carlin does the same thing. We have Parkinson's patients together. We, it's just we communicate with each other. We, we map out their plan. That's really something we can't really think about a franchise. It's something we hold dear to our heart, and it's what we like to do. Right. That's something we continue to do. But we also want to really reach the world. We want to be able to provide something that everyone can benefit Mm -hmm. and um, from everywhere and not limit us to our, our own time and ourselves. So that's why we kind of started the DNA University because we figured with that, we can also not only collaborate with other like-minded people, grow our business virtually and globally everywhere, but also uh, we put a lot of time into a, a lot of the preparation and the front work of that, uh, which basically took a year and a half to really put it all together but um part of that that self-paced part of the business that it to be fit academy is basically hopefully making us money while we sleep yes so yes we put a lot of work into it eventually initially and you know to get that value but also we're able to offer that at a rate that is pretty much pretty affordable for everyone and and they don't have to jump into something huge if they're not ready so ultimately, the big picture would be to really grow our virtual programs, whether it be the self-paced um, um, on that one particular program or um, the group, the community. And uh, really globally, I can do all of my consults everywhere. We, with our app, we can also do training anywhere. But that high ticket item is something that we like to grow. But, um, you know, that's not as much our huge focus to grow right now, because, um, like I said, the other two levels are less time on our end. So spending less time on a daily basis or weekly basis mm -hmm. and really bringing in income and revenue based on those programs that we've created. The other aspects of the DNA University, this Eat to Be Fit Academy is just one one program. It's a two 12 week term. So 24 weeks mm -hmm. and um the first 12 weeks is all about nutrition and wellness the second 12 weeks is stress sleep hormones everything else that has to do with health which is a chock full of information i guarantee you won't go and you won't get anywhere else right and the other things that we're going to start doing on dna university is just educational programs that are not necessarily a 12 week long or 24 week long but like you can watch a video on inflammation you can watch a video on diabetes you can mm -hmm. watch a video on cancer and i have all of these programs developed but it's just time to put them on and kind of get them rolling 
So big picture, growing our DNA university so that we can serve as many people as possible globally so we can collaborate with other gym owners and wellness professionals mm -hmm. and um, so that we can, you know, generate revenue um, without as much, um, you know, hours put into it every day. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Get to that next level of growth within the online platform, which I love because again, it's super scalable. It's something that takes away that time aspect for you, you know, because yeah. you're not in person fulfilling for all of those sessions. So that right. saves you so much time that allows you to help so many more people, which is the goal. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then I also love the educational side of it because that's a part that's missing a lot of times within programming like that. You know, it tends to cover the fitness, the nutrition, the accountability portions, um, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of uh, the educational piece that you mm -hmm. have to offer that a lot of people don't have to offer. So that's huge as right. far as separating right. you from others as well. You got it. Yeah. And I'm a teacher at heart. So I always say, you know, that saying that says, give a man a fish, we'll eat for a day, teach a man a fish. That's pretty much my philosophy. If I tell you why and how, then you're much more likely to understand and comply than if I just told you eat this because I said right. so, yes. right? It's, it's blindly following someone. And I'm all about really teaching people and getting all the tools that they need to be able to be independently living out healthy lifestyle for life, really, not just a quick fix, not a fad, mm -hmm. uh, you know, not what they learn at Google University. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah, it's, it's education, measurement, evaluation of your progress and accountability. Those are the three basic principles of the To Be Fit Academy. You get education, you get in-depth education, you get to actually report and do the homework and think about it and answer some quizzes. Really, it's like being in a, in a college course and it's uh, the support you get from the community and myself and the accountability you check in you have to really make progress and measurement evaluation is a big part of it i actually have developed the tool uh, that basically helps them every week to say what went well what didn't go well what can i do better and how well did we do how but how many things did i do basically it's really helped them think about every week evaluating themselves and measuring their success Yes. So. Yeah. That's big as well. Accountability is what most people need. You know, they just need somebody checking in with them. They need somebody holding them accountable, keeping them on track, telling yeah. them what to do. So yeah. I'm sure that that goes a long way as well. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? So uh, Dynamic Natural Athletes so Wellness is our Facebook page. Uh, we also have our website, you know, www.dynamic natural athletes, which is our website. I would love to really share the Eat to Be Fit um, Academy or in, uh, with everyone. I'm not sure if I can share the link with you or how I can do that, but uh, certainly as we also post on it on Facebook page. We also have every Thursday, DNA University Live. It's free to anyone who wants to join. We topic, we cover different topics um, from nightshades to allergies to myths and all that kind of stuff. I like to call them myth busters. <laughs> so people can join there. They can learn about the E2B Fit University. They can ask any question. Is our value added that we just want to provide free education? It's half hour every Thursday, 12 to 1230. And we cover a topic and we go through three major points about them and then we are open for questions 
So share the, um, share the link uh, or the uh, news about the E2B Fit and our Facebook page, of course, as we get better with marketing, hopefully we become more visible, but we're still learning that. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. So Dr. Lali from Dynamic Natural Athletes in White River Junction, Vermont. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity. Yes, absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.